You're listening to the Creative Habits Podcast, exploring the boundaries of creativity with artists from around the globe. And now your host, Wyatt Christman. All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast here at the Creative Habits. Today, as a guest, I've got Marshall Wagner. Marshall's on the line here. Thanks a lot for being on the show, Marshall. How are you doing? Thank you, Wyatt. I'm uh, doing great. Good. So uh, tell us a bit about uh, who you are for those that don't know, the listeners out there. Well, I'm an artist. I've been working since, uh, well, since the 60s. And uh, I do watercolor and I do uh, G-clay prints. And, well, I also do sculpture and lithography, but not right now. Gotcha. Nice. Now, you've got a show coming up in Seattle. Uh, where's that out? And, and it's for the month of December, right? Right. I'm at the Sunlight Cafe on 64th and uh, Roosevelt Street in Seattle. Um, they always have art on the wall. And December, I am going to be the artist there. Right. So you'll be the featured artist. Now, you're going to have how many pieces there? Somewhere between 30 and 40. 30 and 40 pieces. So that's just uh, up and around uh, the Sunlight Cafe, right? It is the Sunlight Cafe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout there. Nice. So what kind of pieces are you going to be showing? Oh, everything from uh, oh uh, landscapes to swampscapes to nudes to uh, animals and cats and dogs, possibly, and... Uh, an occasional Godzilla or something of that sort. Um, I guess right. that about covers it. Right. Now, uh, Godzilla is one of your signature pieces, right? And uh, so you're able to display the Godzilla characters. Now, be- before you were having those on cards, I know you did those on cards. Um, well, but- partly Godzilla, it's just a, you know, kind of a scary creature doing whatever they want. Right. And the reason for that is because of the copyright, right? That you don't want to get into any infringements of any kind. Exactly. Right. So it doesn't so, have to be Godzilla. It can be whatever. Right. It's a lizard creature. Lizard a lo- creature. <laughs> a very Some large lizard, lizard creature. Hey, you know. Yeah. Nice. So how to do what a lizard's got to do. Yeah. So now where where do you uh where do you get your inspiration for your art? What um Oh, gee, anywhere. It's uh, just amazing. Something comes to you one day and then you file it away in your mind and come back to it later and make something out of it. Sometimes I just work from my subconscious. I just start start with uh, some water on a piece of paper and then start putting color in it. And after a while, it suggests to me what it is. And then I work on that. Nice, nice. Um, so you're uh, typically will start just um, you know each day at a at a certain time, or do you just um, kind of sit down when you're inspired? More of that. I uh, I have so many other interests and things going on that uh, I I let them kind of tell me what to do when. Yeah. Yeah, good. So you, what what medium do you mainly like to work with? Right now, watercolor. I used to do uh, uh, etchings and lithographs, and I did uh, um, neon sculpture and bronze casting. 
but right now I'm mostly doing things that don't weigh so much. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So you you end up just uh, waiting waiting for inspiration to happen, and do you find that uh, that happens frequently, or do you go long periods without doing anything, or? Oh, it just depends. Uh, sometimes you're driving down the road, and if you're lucky, you have your art material with you. Uh, when you see something that you just really want to do, uh, then you can just stop and do it. Uh, as far as the schedule goes, um, as I say, I have so many things going on at the moment that it's hard to keep a, a regular schedule. I would like to. Uh, I think I'd get more done if I could work every day at it. Um, yeah. Do you, do you keep a... Keep just, a hmm? Oh, is it, uh, if, did you keep a um, uh, sketchbook then wherever you go? or? Not really, but sometimes I wish I had. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with music. Sometimes I'll just sit down and, uh, and play, and uh, then I go back to my other work. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, when I get going on an art project, it sort of dominates my time and I end up putting hours and hours and hours into it sometimes you know uncounted hours yeah <laughs> so you just kind of lose yourself in the process basically exactly yeah yeah um, now your your uh, inspirations uh, came early on in life or how, how did you come about to become you know doing art oh I've done art since I was a little kid. As soon as I discovered that you could make something, I uh, really got into it and stayed that way, stayed interested my whole life. So you never really g gave up on it. You just continued even, you know, throughout changes throughout the years. You, you kept kept at it then. Well, I've had our, my moments of lapse where I didn't do anything for a long time, but... Um, I feel much better when I'm using the creative energy in a, a constructive way. So many of us have, we all have creative energy. We just really need to use it because it's, uh, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, some people do bad things with their creative energy. Other people create beauty. So I'd rather be on the side of the creativity that uh, enriches humanity instead of the kind that damages it. Now you enjoy working, you know, and um, on things like a Godzilla-like creature. Um, what, what, you know, how do you decide what you're gonna paint next? Like, where, where do you go out and take a walk and, and see something and just start sketching, or do you? Well, Nick, you never know what will grab your inspiration. Yes. You uh, sometimes you have a, a thought. And you just develop that thought, and then you make a painting out of it. Sometimes you see something that just grabs you, and you really want to paint it. Sometimes you are thinking totally in your imagination, and uh, just uh, letting it lead you where you may go. You know, things can develop as you're painting them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you want to just make a gift for somebody, and so you paint their dog. 
It's hard yeah. to get them to stand still while you're painting them, though. They're, yeah. They yeah, don't like that. all the, the paint, you know. Yeah, yeah. So now you you play music also as well, right? And Oh, I play away on the piano sometimes. Right, right. Now you used to have jam sessions with people too, right? I still do occasionally, but mostly everybody's been busy lately, so. And uh, my friend Joe Lee moved back to Arizona, so so he lived nearby and we used to play music together, but yeah, have to wait till he returns. So now, besides the, uh, the, the show in, at the Sunlight Cafe in Seattle, are you planning on... Um, uh, showing anywhere else? Um, well, it's always difficult to know where you are able to show. So many galleries are so very snooty about looking at new work. You know, they just tell you they have plenty of work and don't even want to see what you have, which is stupid in my view, but hey, what do I know? <laughs> Those snooty galleries, yeah. Snooty galleries. Indeed. So the coffee shops and the and the restaurants tend to be a little more liberal in in displaying. It just art. depends on where you are. Some people like art in their places, and other people uh, just don't care for it. So, right. I mean, I'm going to a restaurant an hour away places. from here. We're going to look for other places. I'm sure there are other places closer to where I live than this, but. Yeah, but this is in Seattle, and that's good. Yeah, more exposure. Right? Do you think Seattle's a little? Um, it probably, yeah, there's lots of places you could probably, um, you know, that that will display artwork on the wall. Possibly, I imagine there are. There are lots of restaurants and lots of uh, places. Galleries tend to be a little stuck on themselves, but who knows? Um, I'd like to find a gallery that wants to represent me, but um, I guess I haven't tried very hard. Yeah. So now you've you frame you make your own frames as well, right? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, what's that process like? Is it uh, pretty labor intensive, probably? Huh? Oh, it is indeed. Yeah. It wasn't so incredibly expensive to go to a frame shop. Um, I'd be less inclined, but it's nice to have the continuity of all the frames looking similar. If you're in a show, you know, it helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, I made frames out of uh, cedar, first growth cedar the last time. that um, I've been making these, this batch of frames. Uh, uh, it was actually old decking, but it was <laughs> first growth cedar, and I resawed it and then shaped it and then made it into frames. Right, reusing uh, uh, materials. Uh, it seems like um, Seattle is more, uh, you know, ha has become more centered around uh, reuse of materials. Like it's easier, uh, I've heard anyway, that it's easier to find, um, you know, uh, reused uh building, you know, older buildings and such, salvage. Yeah, they call it repurposing. Repurposing, right. Unless, of course, you're in the ocean, then it could be repurposing. Yes, indeed. 
but um, it's. Um, I mean, you can't even get first growth cedar anymore. So, where else do you get it except by resawing old material? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Pretty valuable frames then. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but better than firewood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, all right. So for for the paintings now, you you draw as well. Um, a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I do. So, do you do you find a um, a bridge between the two? Quite, you know, a nice bridge between drawing and painting, or is it? Uh, well, of course, in art, anything goes. So you can paint, you can draw on top of it, or vice versa. You can make the drawing into the painting. Uh, you know, it can be mixed media. You can you can do anything you want as long as as uh, the image is a good one in the end. It's all about the image and uh, thinking that it makes people do when they see the art. I think art is about inspiring people to think about things in a different way. So you like to spark, uh, you know, the imagination in a different way. What what are some examples of stuff you've done that kind of incorporates that hmm well you know there's Godzilla in a china shop now that's uh, you know Godzilla has the bull by the tail and is swinging it around over his head and the horrified owner of the china shop is standing behind it all it kind of makes you think I'm not sure what about but you know uh, something entirely different. <laughs> so, so you you like to incorporate a bit of humor in there, yeah. <laughs> and it's you know not Godzilla, of course, but a large lizard-like lizard creature. Lizard. <laughs> yeah. Lives in the neighborhood, yes. Right, right, yeah. So, um, so this, you know, so you like to just tweak reality a bit and get people thinking just differently. Um, well, I just like people to think at all. You know, it's so getting so rare these days that people use their brains. So it's nice to exercise them a little. Bit. <laughs> so rare, yeah. Can you expand upon that? Or <laughs> I I could if I could use my brain, but <laughs> well, you know, let's see. People are, you know, you know, the old dumbing down of America. It worked. It worked, right? Well, now people don't know so, how to. You know, just basically look at reality in the the way that uh, has been a pattern in the past. They they are told what to think, and I think they need to be exposed to something that makes them uh, think in a different way. Whatever the way is, whatever the change is, it's uh, it's different, and it's not uh, well. It's not thought for for them by somebody else. Think I could do that. So, so maybe your paintings are are done to liberate the mind. Then you're liberating people from. Well, in some ways, I guess so. I mean, it's just my view of things as as I put on on uh, paper or canvas. But it's uh, I don't know. Um, it's just a different way of looking at things. Um, 
either uh, in a funny way or in a, a beauty way, but it's it's uh, not the same old way. So, so the idea is to just kind of uh, play with reality and um, and and have fun with it. So, I, I would imagine that uh, you seek a particular audience for that. You know, it's not just anybody who's going to enjoy the Godzilla uh, or the large lizard creature swinging, you know. Well, uh, you know, that, that isn't all I do. That's just a little part of it. So yes, there is a lot more to it than that. But um, I get involved with many different themes. And um, what's your favorite? Or what, what are your, some of your favorites uh, that you like? If if someone were to say, "I, I want to see some of your work," um, what would you point them to? Well, there's the window into another reality, which is a piano player, but his piano keyboard is a forms a circle, and in that circle is a window into another place. So he's looking into this other place and playing. Uh, I thought that was a pretty interesting one. I like the cats I've done. Uh, Essential you know, I've done some uh, Maine Coon cats that are just in their own little cat world, you know. And uh, I like the way they turned out. Uh, it just, uh, it's kind of a def- another world or two or three or ten that yeah. you can go to and visit and enjoy and or not. And... Uh, I'm just creating an alternative, alternative world, I guess. So what have been some of your challenges, uh, you know, in, in painting and bringing your art forward that you've, you know, like some of the major turning points in your painting journey? I suppose going to Italy for a year when I was in college was, uh, pretty major turning point uh, meeting a lot of serious artists and seeing an incredible pile of art in Italy it was amazing um, and that's where I got into neon sculpture which um, I wish I had had the time and money to continue I may get back into it sometime um, but I've gotten into the more expressive set things like uh, like the watercolor. You can really uh, express yourself with it, and you know all this creative business is about expression. So whether it's writing or music or art or whatever, it can be just about anything if you're into expounding on it and and um, introducing people to your way of seeing things. Uh, they may like it. Who knows? They may not. That's their choice. Yeah, you never know. So, in after you came back from Italy, how did you? How did your art change from that experience? Mm, it's hard to say. It's, uh, it's you know, it's uh, been a continual change from the beginning till now. So, you go through different periods and different uh, things that you're into and um, but your your style changes and uh, in fact everything you do changes I'm not doing the same things I would have done 
30 or 40 years ago at all. So, What's an example of something that you, you know, wouldn't do now that you did before? Well, I'm not doing sculpture or printmaking, really. Right, um, right. So the process is completely different. Um, though I've used my artistic knowledge to do other things in life, like when I work on an ancient motorcycle, I have to make parts. So I, I learned how to do castings and lost wax and all that. And, and uh, so I make parts that way, which is an odd thing, but, you know, there it is. So. Right, meaning that you you basically need a part for an old motorcycle, and it doesn't really exist, but you've got a pattern um, for it, right? And then you yeah. take and go to the lathe and basically make another one, make another piece, mm. um, which in this day and age is incredible because you know most people are not going to make make their um, you know own parts uh, of, a, of a motorcycle from. Well, that's true, but, ago, so. <laughs> but still, um, there are a lot of people who have machine shop knowledge who can do that sort of thing, but right. probably better than I can, but um, I'm too ignorant to know that I can't do it, so I just go ahead and do it. Right. And then you've got the 3D makers. Uh, you know, I, I could could you see it that someday maybe the uh, that you could have it where you could input some of the old motorcycle parts and, and it would it would do a do it for you i think they do already but yeah. you need to be able to buy one of those machines or right. for that matter operate it which would be handy <laughs> different type of machine definitely yeah so that's that's creative in itself uh, for sure definitely getting getting that part uh, to, to work in the machine you know uh, but so what what ways are you kind of um stretching yourself now as an artist well, I'm just continuing with uh, where the watercolor leads me. Um, you know, I'd like to get back into doing some life drawing and uh, portraits maybe. But um, uh, I need to finish building a studio and perhaps get some heat in it, which would be nice. <laughs> yes. So, all right, all right. Well, great. Um, I I think the the uh, the last last part is just if you have any advice for you know artists that are just let's say starting out their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, my advice to everybody is that we all have creative energy, and we all use it differently. And some of us don't use it at all, but it's there. And uh, and it should be used, you know. It's like having a valve that uh, is closed all the time. If you open it up, the pressure is released a bit, and you can create something that you are very happy about. Um, you know, you don't have to be Da Vinci. You don't have to be Picasso. Just be yourself and, and see what uh, beauty you can make in this world. And learn to appreciate beauty, too, so... You know, when you're on the computer constantly or watching the tube constantly, um, you lose sight of uh, what life is about. Indeed. (laughs) 
f- your 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 view of life has been flattened considerably. That's right. <laughs> it's two dimensional. It's very two dimensional. All right. Well, um, thanks for being on the podcast, there, Marshall, and um, great to have you on. Well, thank you, Wyatt, for having me. All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. You can go to creativehabitspodcast.com to see all the show notes. Remember to check out the Creative Matrix as well. And if you have a moment and you like what you heard, please give us a review on iTunes. Thank you.